Well, I've got good news and bad news. The bad news is, last week, Pastor Steve said he was gonna come back. How many of you tuned in to the return online over the last couple days, yesterday? Okay, sweet, yeah. Huge event, thousands and thousands of people turned out to pray and repent in the nation's capital, and uh, apparently, like, millions of people tuned in online and watched and were participating from home, like, huge success. And last week, Pastor Steve said, he was gonna do that event and come back and then preach this morning. The bad news is, is Steve did not make it back this morning. The good news is, he's still preaching, he's just preaching from Washington, D.C. So, let's tune in to Pastor Steve in Washington, D.C. for the message. All right, Grace Chapel family, as you can see, I'm standing in front of the Supreme Court in Washington, D.C. Now you're going, Steve, I thought you were gonna get back. Well, here's the deal. We came here this weekend because we were gonna be a part of the return, and we were, and it was successful, and tens of thousands of people showed up. Millions, literally tens of millions watched it from around the globe. And Franklin Graham was here at the exact same time doing his prayer walk. Tens of thousands showed up for that. It was incredible. And then the president makes his announcement about Amy Coney Barrett, who's going to be the next Supreme Court Justice of the United States. And it was like, there's too much going on in D.C. right now for me to hurry and rush back home. I need to be here to pray, to seek God, to intercede for our nation. But I thought, how cool would it be for me to be able to preach this morning right from in front of the Supreme Court? So I made that decision. I hope you're gonna enjoy this. Now listen, there's cars driving by, there's people going on, there's airports. Uh, the airport's right over there, and so airplanes are flying. Lots of distractions, but I want you to be focused just as much as I'm trying to be focused here this morning, all right? Now, here's the deal. We've been talking about repentance for the last three weeks. We've given a foundation for repentance. We've talked about repentance in the church. We've talked about the dangers of delaying our repentance. And now today, I really wanna talk about repentance on a national level. I wanna talk to you about the United States of America repenting of her sins, turning toward God, and watching God do a work of healing and restoration. So this is super important this morning. Now, the last three weeks at the end of every message, we've given a time for response, for people to repent, to cry out to God. Today's gonna be no different. I've got a short message because I wanna give time for Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Rob to lead you all in a time of prayer, for the altar to be full, for the aisles to be full, and for us, the church of the living God, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, to cry out to God on behalf of this nation. We must be found praying right now, church. It's that important, all right? So, repentance, our only hope, part four. I wanna start with this great quote from Alexander Solzhenitsyn, the great Orthodox Russian author and man of God. Listen to what Alexander says. He said, all attempts to find a way out of the plight of today's world are fruitless unless we redirect our consciousness in repentance to the creator of all. Without this repentance, no exit will be illumined and we shall seek deliverance in vain. The other resources we have set aside for ourselves besides repentance are too impoverished for the task. 
What is Alexander saying? He's saying what I've been saying for weeks. Repentance is our only hope. Now, can I tell you something else cool that's happening today? We just got word that over a thousand churches registered to join with us all across the nation. Pastors made a commitment to preach on repentance and to give people the opportunity in their churches to repent. So I want you to know, friends, today we're joining over a thousand other churches around the nation to cry out to God. Is that incredible or what? That's awesome. All right, here we go. Today's message, are you ready? Here it is. It's time for America to have her Nineveh moment. It's time for America to have her Nineveh moment. Now you remember the story. God calls the prophet Jonah to go to the pagan, violent, godless nation of Nineveh and to bring a word from the Lord to them about what was happening in their nation. Obviously it was a word of judgment, a word of correction, and, and Jonah doesn't want to do it. Well, he finally comes around, he finally gets there, and here's what Jonah chapter three, verses one through 10 tell us. Let's read this. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time saying, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, a three-day journey in extent. And Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk. Then he cried out and said, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Wow. So the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. Then word came to the king of Nineveh and he arose from his throne and laid aside his robe. He covered himself in sackcloth and he sat in ashes and he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles saying, let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry, listen to me, and cry mightily to God. Yes, let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. Who can tell if God will turn and relent and turn away from his fierce anger so that we may not perish? Then God saw their works. Look at this, God takes notice of repentance, friends. Then God saw their works and they turned from their evil way and God relented or God turned from the disaster that he said he would bring upon them and he did not do it. All right, just a few really quick points now. Listen, number one, America, like Nineveh of old, needs to hear the word of the Lord. America needs to hear the word of the Lord right now. And I'm wondering, are we really hearing him? I mean, deep down in our hearts, or are we just giving some kind of intellectual assent to, yeah, things are kind of crazy or whatever, and they could be better. Listen, are we really hearing what God is saying right now? Listen to me, friends. The Bible tells us, it's very true, that God speaks through natural disasters. Of course he speaks through his word and all that, but I'm just giving you some other things to think about. The Bible is clear that God speaks through natu natural disasters. 
Think about what's happening in our country. Fires, hurricanes, floods, earthquakes, tornadoes, all of that stuff. God speaks through all of that. Again, 2 Chronicles 7.13 tells us that when there's drought, when the locusts devour things, and when there's disease in the land. Again, God is pointing to natural things as to when he's bringing a corrective word of judgment on a people. He's speaking to us, friends, right now in America, and are we hearing him? Listen, it's not superstitious to think this way. It is biblical to think this way. We are facing unprecedented natural disasters in our country right now. Are we hearing what God is saying in the midst of these things? Next, he speaks through social tragedies. Listen, the Bible is full of this. When there's corruption in government, when there's an apostate church, when there's tumult and chaos in society, the scripture tells us all of these things are indicators that God's judgment is on a land and on a people. Are we hearing him? Are we listening to what God is saying to us? Listen to me, friends. America has led the world in the most destructive sins that mankind knows. How can we possibly think that God is okay with that? We're, we're leading the world in, in drug addiction, in crime, and in incarceration, divorce, abortion, pornography, all of these horrible things. We are leading the way. Now again, there's plenty of great things that God is doing in America, that God has done. There's tons of stuff we get right. I'm not here just to bash our country. I love our country. That's why I'm crying out to God to fix that which is wrong. That's why I'm pleading with people. We've got to hear what God is saying and doing. We've got to respond so that we can be healed, forgiven, and restored. Listen to me now. God has watched our moral decay for decades. He has watched us sow to the wind and reap a whirlwind. The question is, are we too comfy, are we too casual in our sheltered lives to hear what God is actually saying? Are we paying attention to what God is saying? Are we too uncaring to be moved to tears for our country? Do, do we really care? Or are we so secluded in our comfortable little bubble of Middle Tennessee or America as a whole to really care and hear what God is saying. Listen, the Ninevites heard the word of the Lord and it caused them to respond as we'll see in just a minute. They heard, listen friends, I find this astounding. Eight words saved a nation, that's it. Eight words that were so filled with the presence and power of God such conviction from heaven that it saved a nation. Yet in 40 days, and Nineveh shall be overturned. That was it. Eight words saved a nation. I'm praying that God sends a word to the United States of America like he sent to Nineveh that will capture our hearts, convict our spirits, and cause us to turn to him. Number two, America needs to respond to the word of the Lord. We need to respond just like Nineveh did. It says that Nineveh believed the word of God. 
means they heard it and said, yes, we believe that the judgment of God is upon us. They believed the word, they fasted, they covered themselves with sackcloth, they sat in ashes, and they cried, listen to me, mightily to God. Mightily, passionately, powerfully, purposefully. I mean, mighty. They put their hearts into this thing. Then they turned from their evil and from their violence. In other words, beloved, they repented as a nation for the nation. They repented as a nation for the entire nation. We've got to get that same spirit in us right now. The church needs to lead the way in repentance so that the rest of the nation can follow. It, it's dire. It is that important right now. We cannot be found sitting, watching TV, channel surfing while our nation is in turmoil. We have to hear what God is saying to us and we need to respond to what he's doing. Friends, listen to me. It's been 103 years since President Woodrow Wilson made the very last call to this nation to a day of humiliation, fasting, and prayer. 103 years since a president has done that? Listen, friends, prior to that, prior to 1917, presidents regularly called the nation to days of humiliation, fasting, and prayer. Now it's been 103 years since we've done that. And consider what's happened to our nation over the last 103 years. Good night, we've had two world wars, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, Iraq, Afghanistan. Think about the social things that we've gone through. Man, we've kicked prayer out of school, abortion, divorce, fatherless homes, addiction, crime, sexual heinousness that even 10 years ago, we never would have imagined happening in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Same-sex marriage, we approved that five years ago. Injustice and violence that we haven't seen in our streets for decades. All of that has been on the increase in the last 103 years since we've stopped crying out to God and saying, God, we repent, we turn from our sins, and we turn toward you. Have mercy on us. I think God is inviting us back to that like right now, right now. And we pray and we cry out to God with repentance until he sends revival, until he moves in our midst. Okay, beloved, we've got to respond with repentance to a holy God whom we've offended. It's our only hope for healing and restoration. Third, the Lord will turn from his fierce anger. That's what this story tells us in Jonah. He saw their works, he saw their repentance, and God turned. Our turn causes God to turn. Isn't that awesome? What a great, great, great word of hope. I love what it says about the king of Nineveh here. Here's what he says. He says, hey, listen to me. We're going to cry out to God because who knows? Who knows whether God will repent? Who knows whether God will turn? And so what happens he gambles, if you will, calls the nation to repentance, and he gambled right. He won because God delivered the nation under his leadership. What a great story. Listen, they did that without a promise from God. God didn't give them a promise. Hey, if you turn, he just said, I'm going to wipe you out. But if they responded with repentance without a promise, how much more should we respond to God when he gives us the promise? 
that if we would cry out to him, he would heal, he would deliver, he would forgive, he would restore. Beloved, it is time for us to hear the word of the Lord, to respond so that he'll turn from his fierce anger. Now listen, I'm gonna start wrapping this up now with a great quote from Benjamin Franklin, because I think some of us, it's been so long since we've seen a nation that has come under repentance and revival and healing and restoration. It's been so long that we don't even know what it might look like for God to move. Let me, let me tell you what Ben Franklin witnessed during the great awakening of his day in the 1700s, the first great awakening. Benjamin Franklin said this about the city of Philadelphia. He said, a change was soon made in the manners of our inhabitants. From being thoughtless and indifferent about religion, it seemed as if the world, all the world, were growing religious so that one could not walk through the town in any evening without hearing psalms sung in different families on every single street. You want to know what repentance and revival, what restoration looks like? It's people walking down our suburb streets, our inner city streets, and having people who have repented and been revived and have been enlivened by the goodness of God so much that their houses are filled with praise to God. Ben Franklin said it was like the whole world got religious. Everybody was praising God. That was in Philadelphia, beloved, in the 1700s. It can be in Franklin, Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee, and around this nation if we'll just follow the plan. If we'll just follow God's prescription for national healing, we will see God do for the United States exactly what God did for ancient Nineveh. America, listen to me. It is time for us to have our Nineveh moment. Now, here's what I want you to do. In light of what we've talked about, in light of where we've been talking about repentance over the last several weeks, I want you to move. I want you to do something this morning. I don't care if you stand up right where you're at. I don't care if you kneel down, if you raise your hands, 1 Timothy chapter 2, that God wants men to lift holy hands and pray. If you want to come down to the altar and get on your knees, Grace Chapel, I am, I am pleading with you this morning because it's right in our nation and because it's right in this moment, right now, for us to cry out to God together. Now, Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Rob are going to come and facilitate this, this moment with you. But I want to invite you right now, move, act, respond. Hear what God is saying. Respond to him. And beloved, let's believe God together for God to turn from his fierce anger. And let's believe for healing and restoration that causes people across the nation to rejoice in their homes and to fill the streets with praise instead of violence. Come on, move right now. I'm joining you. I'm praying with you. But now I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Rob. Come on, move. Don't delay. Don't delay. Move right now. Come and let's pray together for the United States of America. God bless you guys. We'll see you real soon. Move now. Come on, church. Come forward. If you need to repent of something individually, come do that. Let's do work with God this morning. Let's intercede on behalf of our nation, on behalf of our city. Let's turn toward God and cry out to Him in repentance this morning. Come on, let's do some work.